don't have an intro, so let's just let's just play the music. Welcome back, everybody, to another brand new, fresh, out-of-the-box episode of Opinion Central. Today is an interesting one because this is not the episode you were supposed to be listening to. And by that, I mean I completely messed up the recording essentially it it's not my fault okay the recording happened and then i checked it and it didn't happen all right so it's not my fault that it didn't record i hit the start recording button it just didn't record the audio which <laughs> as you all may know that is what you need to hear our voices so essentially what I'm going to do today is spark note an episode, which I'm pretty good at uh, because in high school, Spark's no spark note is what I used to write half of my book essays. I would go to spark note and the wonderful thing about spark notes is I give chapter to chapter summaries, which is genius. It's the most amazing thing. And so I would use it. So, for example, Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury. Bradbury. <laughs> it was a pretty, pretty boring book. And I just sparks note, spark noted it. And it gave me all everything I needed. I did read bits and parts of it. But I am one to not really read books that I don't enjoy. So, spark notes was my answer to that. I did read the ones I did enjoy. So Frankenstein, for example, was a book I read in school, and it's one of my favorite books I've ever read, and that's been talked about before on the show. But anyway, yeah, so I'm going to spark note the episode that Connor and I recorded for you guys. So so chapter one of the episode, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it in chapters, and the chapters are essentially the topics we covered. <laughs> so we started off talking about COVID as any podcast in 2020 2021 does and we addressed some 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 things connor has gotten his second shot this was the second day of him getting the second shot and we talked about how first day he was barely fatigued it was he he specifically said three percent uh was was the number it was you know three percent headache three percent fatigue three percent arm soreness and that was it and he said well he did say maybe eight percent fatigue and it it amazes me how he has all these percentages exact percentages for how he was feeling in different categories of his body but that's what he gave me and so we talked about that and then today he was pretty much fine second day after the shot fine which i also had that same uh, uh, that same reaction to the shot. I got the second shot the next day, not so great, laid around, and then the day after I was back on my feet. And then we did talk about a little bit uh, about mask wearing and, and how the CDC gave us that that cute little diagram where on the right side it said fully vaccinated people uh, don't need to wear their mask for a couple things uh, outside, and then they still need to wear everything inside. And then we talked about how 
unvaccinated people still need to wear the mask for everything. We also addressed how essentially in about two or three months, the pandemic will be forgotten, even though it's still a very real thing. And Connor brought up how 40,000 cases were recorded yesterday in the U.S. And so it's still a very prominent disease. It's just we are slowly just pushing it behind the curtain. And it was a very interesting discussion. Obviously, you all don't get to hear it because, like I said, audio was not recorded. (laughs) Sigh. But we talked about it a little bit. We all kind of dove into how different countries have reacted to it. Japan and New Zealand, for example, are very strict. They have an outbreak and they just shut everything down. And it has worked very well for them. They have had very low cases. And then the U.S. is kind of hippity and hopping around and just reopening states. A lot of states are dropping the mask mandate. I said probably in a couple months all states will have dropped it. And a lot of people kind of just go with the flow afterwards. They won't. They won't really worry about it. And uh, that's just something we have to deal with. We did say some after effects of this this pandemic that will affect the world afterwards would be how hospitals and, and healthcare centers and, and nursing homes will probably still keep the mask around. I, I thought th- I think that they will. And Connor agreed. We, we think masks will probably stay around in that area. But for the most part, masks are going to go away. And we were kind of so-so on that. That that happens. But that was a little bit of our COVID talk. We also, Connor, Connor said there are five, the five uh, stages of New York. It was a New York Times, it was a New York Times article, and it talked about the five potential futures of uh, New York. And they were they were they were interesting. So. <laughs> I don't remember them all. One of them was Copenhagen on the on the Hudson, which is the capital of Denmark. And I don't know why we're why the New York Times is saying we're New York's going to become Denmark. And I don't know. I don't know if New York Times is saying that in a negative or, or positive way. And if it is negative, I don't know what they got against Denmark because you know Denmark's amazing. They create Legos, so who doesn't love Legos? But. There was also like the the ghost city in New York, which definitely won't happen. There was Futurama New York, which I said might happen in the future, but Futurama New York will definitely take time to get to because we're talking flying cars and and crazy stuff in the city. And New York is one of the most technological advanced cities. It just isn't Futurama yet. (laughs) And what I predicted, and I don't remember the fifth one, it's not coming to my mind, but what I remember the last one he brought up, and this is the one I said we was going to go back to, was just New York, New York. Good old Frank's New York, New York, back in business. Uh, and that's probably what we're going to get to in a couple of months. New York's just going to snap back into what it was. A lot of people. Oh, the other one was Party New York, which Connor and I both said definitely a possibility where people are just going to want to go nuts when things lighten up because we've all been locked up or we've been concealing all our feelings and we want to just go out and, and have fun. But New York, New York, that's essentially what we we decided upon. Just New York, New York's going to happen, and we're going back to it. And we're all right with that. You know, who doesn't love New York? <laughs> and so for the Ask Reddit, we, we, for Chapter 2, we get into the Ask Reddit. And this Ask Reddit, I, I do still have it written down so I can read it for you all. It was asked by user Thunderbird000000. Plenty of zeros in there. And they said, you can go back 100,000 years to a cave that will be discovered by archaeologists. What do you write on the wall to mess with them? 
Connor and I came up with a ton of great ideas that would just mess with everybody. Connor's first first one he said, and I love that this was the first one he said, it was the meme of Reggie of Nintendo. And you'd carve in him holding his 3DS and we would quote below it. Now I'm going to go back to playing Animal Crossing on my Nintendo 3DS. And that was it. Just put that on the wall and archaeologists discover it today. And they discover it today and they see it and they're like, what's going on? And obviously then, huge press for Nintendo. Reggie, a lot of conspiracy gets built around him because how does someone 100,000 years ago know of Reggie? And that brought me to our second answer was just... Well, time travel didn't. Time travel only works once. Feels bad, man. Now I'm trapped 100,000 years ago. And you have to, the thing with this, this 100,000 years ago thing, you have to make these archaeologists know that you are from the now times. Because time traveling to the past and putting something on the wall that's relevant to today can always just be looked at a co- as a coincidence. So I said you could, you could kind of sign off, uh, sign off on it as. Uh, something like 2020, year of coronavirus, or <laughs> I brought coronavirus back 100,000 years, feels bad, man, by 2020. Something like that. And Connor brought up the time machine paradox where you brought coronavirus from the now times back 100,000 years. And he said, what if you were patient zero? What if, what if you brought coronavirus back 100,000 years and implanted it on Earth as the first first ever recorded bit of coronavirus, and then th- what you did a hundred thousand years ago led up to coronavirus popping out now. And we talked, and that was kind of like with Interstellar, how uh, the in the in the movie the the dad goes back in time at the end of the movie to tell his daughter what to do, and what she has done already happened in the middle of the movie. Time, time machine paradoxes are always really interesting, and we t- it's essentially creating matter out of nothing. We brought that up, and it's, it's a really interesting thing to talk about, and it's a really brain-boggling, and you, it's hard to think about, but it's a really interesting thing, and that was one of the other ones we wanted to put up on, on, the, on the cave wall. We talked about some other things. I, I said a lot of memes. I think memes is the best route to go, so putting something up like see you later 2020 have fun with corona something like dogecoin to the moon different different bits like that that really only relate to now but are also troll would be really really funny but the last one and this is one i came up with and i thought we both agreed this one would be great because we 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 figured the only thing that really makes human beings unique is their creativity their artistic abilities Really, in in history, a lot of animals, they can do a lot of different things. They have some intelligent thinking. They can do different things, create things, whatever. But no other living creature can create art like we can. And so we figured going that route would be the best way to signify, hey, we're elite in this 100,000 years ago. We are, we are no Neanderthal. And so I suggested we carve in the sheet music of the Wii theme song. You know the dun da dun 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 that one you carve it into the wall. You memorize it, you head back hundred thousand years and you carve it into the wall. And and the scenario that would come from this is hilarious because you have archaeologists and scientists going, oh, this is this is it this is 
outstanding, groundbreaking discovery, sheet music from 100,000 years ago. We're going to make this a whole whole big giant event. We're going to get this on news, YouTube, twitch.tv. We're going to stream it everywhere for this crazy event where we bring in the best pianist in the world. We, we set up his piano right in front of this, this cave wall. And we have not, we have not tried to transcribe the music yet. We haven't done anything. This is going to be the first national hearing of this piece on this cave wall. Millions of people watching it, billions of people watching it, ready to hear whatever this, this caveman in, in this scenario, it's me traveling to the past, put on this wall. And so we're all sitting there, the people watching it worldwide, in the bars, at, at home, whatever. And the scientists are, are there waiting, eagerly waiting. And you hear the pianist, he sits down on his piano in his nice little suit. And he gets his fingers already ready it up and he looks at the wall and you just hear him go dun da dun dun da dun 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 da 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 dun dun da 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 it's it would be so funny because then and Connor brought this up you'd have a pie graph right of people who understood what was going on and and the pie graph would look something like you know, the percentage of archaeologists and scientists who just, they're, they're the smart people and they don't know what's going on. You have, and then you have Nintendo fans. And that's the, the, the big portion of the, of the pie chart. Because imagine you're just sitting there, you're watching the news, and then you just start hearing the Wii theme play by this professional pianist reading the sheet music off of a cave wall from 100,000 years ago. It would be the funniest thing. And, and so... It would. It, I think it would be the perfect, the perfect thing, literally, because music is such a unique thing, and the Wii music, it's also a very unique melody. While a lot of songs they have those similarities, the Wii music is pretty unique in, in the melody it has, and so it'd be instantly recognizable as the Wii theme. You couldn't say, "Oh, this is something else." No, this is perfectly transcribed Wii music on this cave wall, and it would be. It'd be amazing. It would be. It'd be the most amazing thing. And Connor and I both agreed on that. It would it'd be funny beyond funny. <laughs> so the next thing we get into, and we talked about this for a good bit, and that was board games. So obviously I love board games, and Connor, Connor noted that. M- myself and my brother, we are big board game fans. And we like those popular, popularized, you know, common board games that a lot of, I'm going to say the normies, like the, the ones that the normies bring up, oh, Monopoly, Yahtzee, Life, uh, Clue. Those are, the, those are the ones that most people just know of. And my brother and I were more into like, the more unique ones, people, board games that people don't really hear about. And Connor brought up Settlers of Catan, which is that unique board game that a lot of, a lot of people know of. So whenever people are like, oh, I know, I know those, those out of their crazy board games. You ever hear Settlers of Catan? I know of that one. And so Settlers of Catan is like this middle ground between popularized board games and the, the board game, board game, board game, (laughs) board game, board game. It's, it's more of that. So, so people relate their knowledge of board games are like, oh yeah, I'm one of those cool board game people. I play Settlers of Catan. They use Settlers of Catan as like this the 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 board game of all board games essentially and Settlers Catan is a great board game I love it a lot it's a fun game but it is always funny when you talk to someone about board games and they go oh yeah like Settlers Catan that that one's a crazy one right that's the one you're talking about and I mean sure it uh, yeah sure Settlers Catan is better than a lot of the other stuff like uh Monopoly and 
and Clue and all that. Although I do also love Monopoly. And I did say I only like the original version of Monopoly. I think all the like Fortnite and, and you know, plants and Nerf and all the different theme Monopolies, they're all kind of like, I, I don't like them. I go in Walmart and I see them and I say, what is this Monopoly? What are you doing? I only like the original. And I, the original is the best. That's all I got to say. But we we got into just how board games can be really fun, but it's so difficult for new people to get into it, at least the ones that Ben and I play, because there's such a learning curve. Learning a board game can be the most gruesome thing there is. And Connor Connor voiced his, his opinion on that, and he said, I don't like learning a board game the night of with my friends and then trying to play it. And the other thing with learning new board games, these unique board games that my brother and I buy, is... You don't really get it until you after until you finish playing it because playing it for the first time you're still learning things throughout and it's it's difficult. So the first playthrough is normally always like, oh, okay, well now I get it, but we're done playing, and that is a really tough thing about playing these new board games. And I told Connor, I am very uh, articulate with who I choose to play certain board games with. I know my group of friends well. Like, oh, those guys would get this board game good, and we would enjoy it. And there's obviously a few board games that I have that I do uh, that my friend great knows about so there's probably like five or six board games that my friends all know how to play of like unique ones because they're easy they're fun they're they're kind of party-esque games but there are a lot of super complicated ones that I have that only teach to a couple people and my bro there's only there's also a couple board games that only my brother and I are willing to learn because we are board game enthusiasts. So, for example, I have a game called Star Wars Rebellion, which is this giant board game. Two two boards, you connect them together. One's the Rebels, one's the Empire. You're fighting each other. Huge, gigantic board game. And it took us two hours to learn and six hours to play. And that was over three days. So a lot of people do not do not want to do that. And I, I, and I understand that. And it, that, that is one of the tough things about board games. Uh, they, they can be really fun but they're really hard to get into. I know my brother and even I, we both own board games that are just so complex and learning that we just still haven't even played them because it's just such a hard thing to learn. It's hard to find people who are willing to do that. So it is it is a tough thing. And I also t- uh, we also talked about how explaining the board game and how to play it is also super important. So Connor did, did say he likes knowing beforehand what game he's going to play so the night before say oh we're going to play this game tomorrow which i understand it's nice to have that heads up of okay so i'm going to have to go through the effort of learning this game tomorrow i'm going to prepare for that but i also said it's so important of having a good way of explaining board games because there's people who can do it really well and there's people who struggle <laughs> and i i told connor whenever i have some friends over and we're playing one of the board games and most of us has played it, but there's maybe one or two other people who haven't played it before. I sometimes let my friends try to explain it, who have played it multiple times, uh, might I say. And they just do such a bad job at explaining it. They're confusing the person even more when explaining the rules. And then I have to step in. I, I, and I'm gonna pr- I will pride myself on this. I am very good at explaining board games in an efficient and easy-to-understand way. Now, obviously, there are some board games that are just so complex that even even me explaining it still doesn't make sense because they're just such crazy games. But for the most part, I'm very good at teaching people how to play a new board game and we're all able to have fun playing it, which is which is a good thing to do. We also talk about my favorite board games and and I, I, I brought up two that I really like. One was Dice Throne, which I have talked about before on the podcast. That's the one I got through Kickstarter. 
it's the you roll dice kind of like Yahtzee and you and you can re-roll it three times and you try to use different abilities to take down your opponent. And there and I love the game so much because of how versatile it is. You can do 1v1s, 2v2s, 1v3s, 3v4s, you can really do anything. And currently there's six sixteen characters you can play. And they're all interchangeable. You can do whatever you want with them. And I love that about the game. It's just there's so much variety to it. And then I also talked about my other favorite game, which was Betrayal. And Connor actually played this one. And it's a game where up to six people go through a haunted mansion. You flip over tiles. You try to discover different parts of the mansion. And you're upgrading your characters. And then that's pretty much the first part of the game. You're going through the mansion. You're unlocking stuff. You're, you're doing all this cool stuff. And there's a certain point in the game where it kind of switches. And one person becomes a villain. They become the monster and they go off and read a book with scenarios in it and they read their specific scenario as that monster. And then the team read what they're supposed to do. And so it really creates this fun dynamic where then there's the people who team up to try to take down the monster, the the other person who turned evil afterwards. And it's a, just a super fun game. And it's, it's also one of my favorite games. And I love that game so much too. And this is what God's talking a little bit about Monopoly themes. There's a theme to this betrayal game that is the most brilliant thing I've ever seen. And it's Scooby-Doo themed betrayal, which is the most fitting thing for this game because essentially what you do in the game is you go through a haunted house and you, you fight monsters. And so it's for Scooby for the Scooby-Doo version, you're the gang of Scooby-Doo and you're going through the haunted mansion and then there's Scooby-Doo scenarios. And it's it's a, a great a great theme of, to a board game. Just brilliant, brilliant. But yeah, we talked about the board games for a little bit and... You know, we showed our love to him. Connor still was very persistent on that. He doesn't like learning new board games, which I still understand. It, it is a, it is a hurdle to get over. Uh, but once you once you get over them, it's 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 not, it's not that. Once you learn the game, like I said, there's a couple games my friends all know. Once you learn that game, you can have a lot of fun with it. Now, after after the board game talk, we talked a little bit about Broadway, and we talked about. How we just miss it. We, we Connor and I both miss Broadway a lot. And Connor even said he's in a class, a quarter, that this, this quarter he's taking a class where he's learning about a show and they're discussing about the show. And the professor knows people who wrote the show and acted in it. And he even offered his students, hey, if you want to ask questions, so the original cast and created the show, let me know. And so Connor really has a reason to want to go see the show now. I, I don't remember the name of it, but we talked about that. He wants to go see those shows. I want to go see Book of Mormon again. I want to go see Wicked. I want to go see Dear Evan Hansen. Uh, you know, we, we both really miss Broadway. And and we hope it comes back. I, I, there have been talks about it coming back in the fall. I mean, a lot of concerts are coming back in, in, over the summer. Connor said Chicago's already has like three events planned out through through the summer. And so concerts are really going to start coming up again, which is good for the artists. Still a little concerning on what, how... COVID's going to affect them. Uh, obviously, I do believe cases are going to pop up from concerts, but it's oh, how much COVID is going to happen from them. But we talked about that for a little bit. And then we kind of briefly, oh, I forgot to, forgot to do the chapter thing. We're on like chapter eight now. I don't know. <laughs> chapter seven, chapter six, we're somewhere. We're, we're in the further, we're, we're towards the end of the book. And so uh, whatever chapter this is, we talked about Siri, and this is a very short chapter because we just talked about how bad Siri was. I talked about how Siri gave really unnecessary information. I asked how old a person was, and they said, "Oh, they were born on they were born thirty six years ago on this date of this year." 
And I was uh, afterwards, I heard that. I was like, Siri, why didn't you just tell me they're 36 years old? That's all I asked for. You don't need to word it in, oh, they're born 36. It's Siri's just so weird. And then Connor also read a joke that he asked Siri. And the joke was just awful. It was, let me think if I can remember it. It was, how do you clean light with water? And the punchline was, you, you, you wipe off the window or something. You clean the window. It's just awful. The, 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 it's just bad. Series, series still struggles a lot day by day. She's trying to get better, but it's, it's not there. But yeah, that was that chapter. It was a very short chapter. <laughs> so, so we did then get to, to the end where we did the Would You Rather. Would You Rather was so easy. It was a simple Would You Rather. Would You Rather Eat Pancakes or Waffles? Obvious answer was waffles. We both agreed. There's no argument there. Waffles is the answer. And if you're listening and disagree, you're just wrong. So there's that but yeah we agreed on waffles and then connor left us off with this beautiful paragraph from a poet poet i i don't know the name and i think the the book was maybe young advice to a poet or poet advice to a young poet or old poet gives advice to young poet something about a poet an older poet giving advice to a younger poet. And I don't remember what, I, I can't repeat word for word what Connor said. It was a beautiful, a beautiful construction of words like all poetry. But the message that it was essentially giving was that uh, we all can take as much advice as we want from people. But at the end of the day, what really matters is how you feel about that. So advice is advice, but it all depends really on how you feel about certain things, how how you feel towards that, how committed you are, how much you really want it. It's it's all based on you. I mean, you're the person at the end of the day making the calls, making the decisions, doing the things you want to do. And so advice is kind of just like that side thing of like, oh, it's there for you, but you don't really need it. You, you need yourself, Right. And so he ended us on that, and we left you with the great challenge of figuring out, fi finding yourself, find yourself this week, you know, figure out who you really are. And if you already have, congrats. Uh, yeah, we, we left you off on a really, really good note. I can't, I can't replicate that magic, though, because I couldn't read the poem. Uh, the, reading the poem was what really put it into motion. But I promise you, it was a really beautiful send-off of the episode. But yeah, that was the episode. Spark noted up. So we can close the book and throw it into the fire. I mean, I already did delete the recording that we had of it, which again was no audio. It was just pure silence, which would have been a really interesting 59-minute episode of just nothing. That being said, yes, I did just spark notes. Of, I, I cut the time in half for all of you. I just spark noted a 59-minute episode and, and finished it in, in under 30 so I'm saving your time. Be thankful. Maybe I need a spark note episodes more often. You just you're not going to get actual episodes anymore. I'm just going to spark note them. It's just it's the easiest. <laughs> no, I'm I'm joking. I can't. I don't like spark noting episodes. It's no fun. You don't get the fun element in it. But anyway, thank you all for tuning in to this this session of of spark noting. Of. You see, now now I'm trying to send you off and I'm having a really tough time because I, I can't compete with what we actually did. But thanks for tuning in. Nonetheless, 
to this weird episode. This it's a it's definitely one of the more weird ones, isn't it? But uh, enjoy enjoy your week. Subscribe to the podcast. I mean, Connor and I both agreed the only the really the main purpose to live in is having fun, having a good time, enjoying yourself, and you can enjoy yourself by subscribing to the podcast. Because, I mean, we give you free content every week, fresh, fresh out of the box. This was recorded the day before it was released, so you can't get any fresher than that. And and so subscribe to the show if you enjoyed it. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I, I, I would really appreciate those. And thank you. Thank you for joining me today for this this fun and wild episode. I know I already said it, but I do really appreciate it. And enjoy your week. Have a great rest of the day. Talk to you next time. Goodbye.